Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Podcast. One stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive, as well as TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And keep in mind that we are a daily Maple Leafs podcast. Make us part of your daily routine. Make us your first listen of the day. And subscribe to Locked On Leafs wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. All right, lots of stuff to get into. Boy, we had a barrage of news, so lots of news and updates that I will uh, that I'll update you guys on at uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's a game tonight; they're back in action. They're hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. So as always, we'll go through our three keys of the game, chat a little bit about it, and then I'll give you my BetOnline.ag betting stance on tonight. I've got uh, I've got some decent prop bets and you know where I believe where I will be leaning tonight. It's not official advice, but it's just, you know, it's where I'm heading on uh, on my on my bets over at betonline.ag. And uh, an interesting conversation that was brought up today at practice that uh, Sheldon Keith brought up and I'm Going to dissect it a little bit and get into that. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, it's a it's a tease. So if you do want to know what I'm talking about, what I'm referring to, you're gonna have to stick around till the end uh, for me to chat about that. But uh, as for all the news and notes to get through, and there is a lot of it. Uh, these Maple Leafs things are starting to go sideways a little bit here. They just lost two games in a row, and now they're losing multiple. Players, uh, Mitch Marner, who missed the last two games over the weekend, was said to be precautionary. Well, it seems like it's a little more serious than they initially thought. Now out uh, approximately four weeks with a shoulder injury. So no Mitch Marner for the Maple Leafs for four weeks. And, I mean, that's tough. This is a guy who plays in all situations. Clearly, he you know, he and, and, and uh, Austin Matthews were playing at an extremely high level. They were clicking, like... Mitch Marner's been one of the best players in the NHL um, since breaking out, uh, you know, in essentially uh, that game against the Detroit Red Wings on October 30th. Since then, he's been one of the best players in the NHL. So he's not going to be there alongside Matthews at 5-on-5. That power play is going to be missed on the power play, but the penalty kill is somewhere where I think the Leafs are really going to miss this guy. Um He's been phenomenal so far on the PK. The PK itself was doing fantastic. And then this weekend without him, having to kind of fill uh, a little bit, uh, they gave up four goals on the the penalty kill uh, this past weekend. And I don't know if it's just a bad game or it's the fact that there's no Mitch Marner and he is such a a useful uh, and really good penalty killer. And we'll see what ends up happening there. But I think uh, special teams may be a, a big big part of this Marner loss over the next little bit, which means there's going to be a lot more emphasis put on scoring at 5-on-5 
and trying to score more goals and trying to be disciplined and not take penalties. A uh, couple other updates. Uh, Travis Dermott out with a shoulder injury. He didn't skate today at practice, which caught me off guard. Apparently, everybody else off guard. I, I did not know that Travis Dermott was you know, injured. Apparently, there's a shoulder injury at some point. I, I, I was trying to figure out where exactly this injury came from. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember him absorbing a big hit or dishing out a big hit. Um, but, you know, he, he's going to be out for a little bit. Not considered as serious as Marner injury. As of now, I believe he's day-to-day. He was not placed on IR, unlike Mitch Marner, who was. Um, so he's going to be out for an unforeseen amount of time, but it should not be too, too long-term. Um, and obviously, that is... Not good news considering that Rasmus Sandin, who got injured in the game against Winnipeg, out two to three weeks with a knee injury after that knee-on-knee collision with Neil Pionk, who ended up getting two games for that uh, knee-on-knee. And because of that, this is all just a big snowball. Like I said, lots of news that that's coming out. But because of that... Um, they had to call up some guys. So uh, Alex Steves and Christians Rubens have been called up from the Toronto Marlies. And a couple of weeks ago, actually, I think it was last Tuesday, or maybe maybe it was a Tuesday before, but I did uh, a Twitter Tuesday, which I don't know if we're going to have time to do Twitter Tuesday today. I might have to push it to tomorrow, actually. Um, but one of the questions was, are there any AHL players uh, on the Marlies that you think are you excited for? They think might get a shot to come play in the big club. And I said a few players. I said Josh Hosang, Alex Steves, and Christians Rubens were two players, were three players that I was excited about and I chatted about. I believe I may have mentioned Joey Dushik as well, uh, another defenseman on the Marlies. But uh, two of those now have been called up, Alex Steves uh, and Christians Rubens. We'll start off with Steves. Uh, 21-year-old forward, um, came out of college last year, played for Boston College. Uh, decent player, you know, but still very young. He plays plays on the wing. He's got 12 points in 12 games in the AHL, seven goals, uh, scored an overtime winner last week. And I was actually watching the Marlies game, and I saw that happen. Uh, uh, but Steves, he's a player who I actually, I do remember him quite a bit from his camp uh, when they did the 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 rookie showcase. He was r- playing exceptionally well in this rookie showcase. Um, and I, I remember thinking, okay, maybe he's got a shot to compete for one of those bottom six roles with the Maple Leafs. And then he ended up hurting his shoulder as well. Shoulder injuries have been very, very not kind to to Toronto Maple Leafs. But he hurt his shoulder, so he had to miss the rest of the showcase and the missed of the, missed all of Maple Leafs training camp. But then came back in the last twelve games in the mi- in the minors. He's got twelve points since returning seven goals, and uh, so he's getting the call up. He's going to come and play on on the fourth line tonight. Uh, so the fourth line is going to be uh, Kyle Clifford, Pierre Engvall, and Alex Steve. So Engvall moving down to the fourth line, and he'll center those two, Clifford and Steve. So that should be interesting. The knock on Steve's is his skating. Not a great skater. So we'll see what that looks like tonight. Um, get our first eyeballs on Alex Steve, who's making his NHL debut. Uh, and another player making their NHL debut is going to be Christians Rubens, 23-year-old defenseman. Uh, from Latvia, expected to actually be on the Latvia national team as well if uh, if the players do end up going to the Olympics. Uh, 23 years old, left shot defenseman, but this is a big body. He's a big boy, six foot five, 220 pounds. He likes to throw it around, but apparently not a bad skater. Um, so Christians Rubens will come and due to the injuries to Dermot and Sandine, he will get into the lineup tonight and he'll be on a line uh, on a pairing, third pairing with Timothy Lilligren. So I'll be interested to see how Sheldon Keith 
uh, deploys them. I assume they'll get purely offensive minutes um, just you know against the bottom six of Columbus tonight. That's how I, I would probably deploy them. And being that it's a home game, they'll have final change. They'll have the ability to match up the way that they want. So Rubens will be protected in that way um, along with Lilligren. But, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to see what you have in your young core. It's a good opportunity to see what you have. Not core, sorry. Definitely don't want to use the core. But your young guys, the guys who, you know, you think may have a future with this team, but you're not sure. Uh, They played well in the minors, but can they hack it in the pros? And this is a good chance to see if Steves and Rubens can do that. Um, It's obviously not in a great Way to figure that out with injuries, long-term injuries now to to a couple of players. But uh, we'll see what ends up happening. The other little bit of information is Jason Spezza. Uh, his suspension will be coming down. I don't know if it's come down yet, actually. It's, it's happening. I think it's happening now as I literally do this podcast with you guys. Um, or as I'm recording, but we're expected to get that information to come down. It was an in-person hearing that he was given, so he will get an opportunity to, um, or that means that he will get multiple games and could receive five or more. I don't anticipate that to happen. I I think it's likely to be a three- or four-game suspension, but with that being the case, uh, that's another player who plays special teams uh, and another guy who last game played up on the top line with Bunty and Matthews or at least started it there so we've had to kind of juggle up the lines juggle up the blender a little bit so here's the lineup for tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets uh the top line centered by Austin Matthews with Michael Bunting on the left Wayne Simmons moving up to play with Matthews and Bunting as the right winger uh the second line remains untouched Kerfoot Tavares and Nylander Richie Kopp and Kashe uh making up the third line here so we'll get to see what that lineup can look like again. And Nick Ritchie, funny enough, points in three straight games. Three straight games with an apple. Uh, can he make it four? I don't know. We'll see. But last time, I actually liked the way that those guys played together. So maybe they can uh, can do something. And because of the Jason Spezza suspension, uh, that kicked Pierre Engvall back into the middle on the fourth line with uh, a- a- the aforementioned Alex Steves and Kyle Clifford as the wings. So the four group looking a little bit different, uh, but we'll see what they can do. Defensively, Riley, Brody, Muzzin, and Hall make up your top four. And then Christians, Rubens, and Timothy Lilligren will be the third pair for tonight's game. So again, I, I assume that they'll be matched up in a favorable way. They'll be protected. They'll be sheltered, play some lower minutes. Um, So we'll see what ends up happening there. I'd be curious to see who gets PP2 time as Rasmus Sandin typically had it. I'm assuming Jake Muzzin. I think Muzzin, uh, I believe it was, what, Friday maybe when Morgan Riley missed practice due to a maintenance day. Uh, They had pushed Sandin up to PP1 and Muzzin took over at PP2. So I would assume that he would be the guy to get those PP2 minutes um, at, uh, you know, this uh, in this game should that occur. Uh, and then Jack Campbell expected to start tonight as well. So we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll kind of uh, take a look at, at tonight's game. We will dissect it a little bit and get to my three keys to victory for Toronto, give you my best bets, and uh, talk a little bit about Austin Matthews and what's not happening with him this season uh, and Sheldon Keith making a bit of a stink about it today at practice. So we'll do all that when we return here on the Lockdown Leafs podcast. Guys, let me tell you a quick story about Thanksgiving this year. 
We burned the turkey. Yep, we burned the turkey. But thankfully, we had a couple Omaha steaks ready to go. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more when you use the code NHL. You'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers for free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right, welcome back to Locked on Lease. Mike DiStefano, the host of the show. And just a reminder that this is a daily podcast, and you can find Locked on Lease wherever you get your podcasts. Make us part of your daily listen. Make us your first listen of the day. Uh, so Toronto looking to get back into the wing column after a, a, a weekend where they lost two games. Um, but bit of a bit of a tough weekend, right? It was kind of scripted. It's, it's just fatigue. You, you, you figured it was going to set in at some point. But uh, coming in tonight against a team that's not too particularly good on the road specifically, especially. Um, so hopefully the Maple Leafs look going to take advantage of a team that doesn't play well uh, when they're on the go away from their home barn. Uh, but it'll be tough, right? No Spezza, no Marner, no Dermott, no Sandine. Four regular contributors to the lineup out tonight. Someone's going to have to pick up the slack. Someone's going to have to get it done. Uh, I think it's going to have to be a a full-team effort, really, to get it done. And we've seen this before. When big guys go down, injuries start to occur and build up. That's really when this team starts to buy in and play a big defensive game. We saw this happen with when, you know, sometimes when Matthews goes down. And we saw see this happen sometimes if Tavares goes down, Marner. Now let's see if this happens again, though. Let's see if they buckle down and they play a total team defense and they try and just grind out a victory here against uh, against the Columbus team. Uh, here's my three keys to victory tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs, though. I think if they, they need to score first, take the lead, and then hold it. Um, I think you, you, you take advantage of a team that's coming in. It's their fourth game in six nights. Uh, they're four and seven as is on the road, but take advantage of those tired legs. If, similarly to the fashion that you know Toronto got taken advantage of by Winnipeg on Saturday. So get in there, try and and, and score first. And when they get the lead, this team is twelve and one when they score first, and thirteen and zero when leading after two periods of play. So score first, get the lead, hold the lead, win the game. That is one of my keys for tonight. Second of all. You know, defend against the transition. That was really, when this team is playing well, they have a strong defensive transition game. When they're not, typically when they're turning the puck over and they're being caught flat-footed and you see odd man rushes coming the other way. Don't let that happen. 
Do not let that happen against uh, Columbus tonight. I know they don't have Patrick Laine. He's not going to be in the game, and clearly he's their number one that you got to watch out for. But they still got some guys who can put the puck in the back of the net. Max Domi, although he, he's not scoring a lot, he can put the puck in the back of the net. Boone Jenner is a very good player. Cole Sillinger, a rookie, a first-round pick from this season, youngest player in the NHL at 18 years old, having a pretty good year. He's got 10 points so far in the season, five goals. They get they, they get a lot of scoring from guys who jump up into the rush as well from the back end. So try and limit those rush chances, especially from those defensemen. You've got guys uh, like Zach Wierenski, who led the NHL last year in defensive goals. And you've also got Adam Boakvist, who's having a great season. He's got six goals on the year. He scored two the other night in San Jose as well. So limit that scoring uh, from the back end and limit the transition game uh, and play well against the transition, uh, especially at a night where you've got a couple of your um, you know, top D-men out in, or not top, but a couple of your regular D-men out in Sandine and Dermott, uh, as well as one of your top defensive-minded you know, minded forwards in Mitch Marner. And finally, let's win those net front battles. Win those net front battles. It's typically when Toronto is at their best. Guys like, like John Tavares, guys like Michael Bunting, Wayne Simmons, battle hard in front of the net. They've been scoring a lot of greasy, greasy goals, and I think if they can keep doing that, you score some greasy ones and you take away uh, the victory. They're up to now 3.08 goals for per game, uh, up to 13th in the NHL. Uh, two weeks ago, they were like 25th in the NHL, so they're start, the, the, the goals are starting to come. Those expected chances are turning into results, and for a team that's allowing um, 3.2 goals per game, I think Toronto can take it advantage of a Columbus team that does give up quite a bit of shots. They give up quite a bit of volume. They're the 30th most shot upon team in the NHL. They give up 34.4 shots per game. So I think if Toronto can you know, get those net front battles, get those shots through, screen the goaltender, um, or get some tips or get some rebounds, I really do like the, the, the chances of Toronto uh, outscoring Columbus and getting the victory tonight. Um, as for my gambling plays, the way that I'm looking upon at this from a gambling perspective, we'll take a quick break and hear from our uh, our friends from BetOnline.ag, and then I'll break that all down when we return here on the Locked On Lease podcast. BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, welcome back to Locked on Leafs. Uh Toronto taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight at the Scotiabank Arena. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Uh, you can watch it on TSN4. Listen to it on 590 The Fan. Um, Taking a look at the money line, Vegas has Toronto uh, as the clear-cut favorite in tonight's game, minus 258. That is a big, big favorite. Um, so <laughs> you got to lay down 258 bucks to win 100 is what that means. So you're, you're risking a lot for a money line victory here for Toronto. Um, but what they are telling you is Toronto is that big of a, a, a favorite to win this game. Odds are they 
should win by more than one goal. They should win by multiple goals. And if you believe that to be the case, there may be better value on the puck line than the money line. And the puck line for Toronto, you're still not getting plus money. That's how much of they're actually favored to score by two or more goals tonight uh, at minus 118 on the Toronto puck line. But if you think that Columbus could come in here and take advantage of a, a weakened Toronto lineup, no Matthew or no Marner, no Sandine, uh, no Spezza, no Dermot. If you think that's the case, plus 214 on the Columbus money line is actually really, really good value. That is some value right there. That said, Columbus is 4-7 and seven on the road. It's their fourth game in six nights. Toronto got a very dominant home record. They're 10-3-1 at home. I believe they'll lock it down. I know they're missing some key guys, some good players, but at the end of the day, I still like Toronto's roster, Toronto's lineup over Columbus's and Jack Campbell's been electric at home this year. Electric, he's been electric for the past two seasons at Scotia Bank Arena. So I think that uh, I think they'll get the dub. I like that one. The over under right now set at six goals. You can get the over at plus one eleven. You get the under at plus one twenty two. I kind of look the the under is the under is favored and the under is hitting a lot more often with these two clubs, but recently it's been the over that's been hitting with these two clubs. You know, Columbus allowing a lot, Toronto scoring a lot more, um, and with a weakened decor, I wonder if that allows Columbus to score a little bit more um, and and maybe keep up with it, and maybe we get like a 5-3 game and the over does hit. Uh, Both of these teams, the over has hit in four straight games. Four straight games, the over has hit. I don't know if I would play one of these. I don't like the total of this game. Um, but that's just some that's just some information for you to take into account if you would like to play the game. My play would be the puck line for the Maple Leafs at minus 118. That is the play that I like most. I could see this being maybe a 4-1 game where the puck line hits. Um, but that also means the under hits. But I also could see it being 5-3 or a 6-3 game as well. Like, Toronto's a very dominant offense, even without Mitch Marner. I think they still can score a lot against a team that's eh, not that strong and not great on the road either. So uh, I'm staying away from the total, but I do like the puck line for Toronto. A couple props that I like. William Nylander, over three and a half shots on goal. You can get a plus 114 plus money for over three and a half shots. It's something he's done in five of his last six games. He's hit the over uh, of, of that mark. And the Jets allow 35 shots per game, 30th in the NHL in shot suppression, which means they're going to get a lot through. And I think William Nylander, especially with the Mitch Marner out, he's going to shoot the puck just a little bit more. He'll get a little bit more ice time, and I could see him easily surpassing uh, the three-shot mark, the three-and-a-half-shot mark with four or more, and getting that plus money at that. Uh, I think that's really good value. Andre Kasha is good value to score a goal tonight. Plus 350. He's going to be joining PP1 for the Maple Leafs, and they've been a pretty strong power play as of late. He's joining in the absence of Mitch Marner and Jason Spezza. So, you know, Kasha, if you think he can get a goal tonight, plus 350 is pretty good value. And then Mitch, <laughs> Austin Matthews, he's 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 
game to score a goal each and every game, I think. This would be uh, a seventh straight game with a goal if you were to score tonight. Um, it's at minus 111 to score. And I've actually taken him in my Timmy's app. I don't know if you guys play the hockey challenge on the Timmy's app, but uh, he is the player that I am banking on to score tonight in the uh, the top player category. Which also means if he does score tonight, not only will I win money on my prop bet, but I will also get free coffee for the week because it would make it seven straight days of guessing a correct goal scorer. I'm not sure if you guys play that game, but it's a lot of fun. I won last week. I'm going for two straight weeks. And if Austin Matthews scores tonight, I'll hit it and get another Seven days of free coffee. So I'm banking on it on more than one uh, level. Um, really quickly, something interesting that Sheldon Keefe talked about in practice today uh, was the lack of penalties being called for Austin Matthews. And I, I guess I, I I hadn't noticed it until he brought it up. But Austin Matthews has not gotten a penalty call all season. He has not drawn a single penalty all season. And and you find that hard to believe when, you know, a guy who has the puck as much as he does, he's so dominant, and he spends a lot of time in front of the net this year, a lot more time than in the past. And considering the the cross-check crackdown that the NHL is trying to implement um, in front of the net, I'm surprised he hasn't been able to get one or two of those calls. You know, and the amount of times that he has the puck and he's cycling it along the boards, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a tripping call or a holding call or something. It's It really is surprising to me. Um, and it's also surprising to Sheldon Keefe, who spoke today at practice about uh, Austin Matthews not getting any penalties. There would be more opportunity for such calls. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Austin's drawn a penalty the entire season, which is strange considering how much he has the puck and how involved he is. Um, so, you know, those, those kind of things I think that are, are worth looking at if you're, you know, if, if you're involved uh, with that. But I think in general, just in the, when I look at that situation, I thought, I thought it was worthy of, of an extra on the other side. Austin probably gets two and they get four and away we go kind of thing. But um, referees see it different in that case. And they, they you know, they, they make the calls they see fit and we have to, we have to press on and, and deal with it, which is what we were doing. And then it, it gets it gets uh, compounded to the, Ra- the Rasmus situation. But we've pressed on from that here. We've got a Columbus team in tonight that we have to be prepared for. So, yeah, he clearly also uh, surprised. And, and what I think he's doing is he's signaling to the NHL being like, hey, look, it's impossible that Austin hasn't been able to get a call. Can we get a call for this guy? And interestingly enough, you had similar similar discussions and discourse happening out in Edmonton earlier in the year when it came to Connor McDavid. Obviously, last year didn't have a single penalty drawn on him through the seven-game playoff series with Winnipeg. And then this year, early on, he wasn't getting many penalties drawn on him. And all of a sudden, ever since, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, ever since they they talked about it aloud with the, to media and to public, all of a sudden, now you take a look at who's leading the NHL in penalties drawn. Oh, it's Connor McDavid. So you damn well know, you damn well know that this is 100% Sheldon Keefe playing the game, a little bit of gamesmanship, trying to, um, without outing the 
the officials just trying to bring it to the attention that the that Austin Matthews has yet to draw a penalty, which seems extremely suspicious given the uh, the way that he plays, the importance, how much he has the puck, the areas he has the puck in. Um, it's it's it is suspicious, and I would bet I would bet that a penalty gets called on on. Uh, or Austin Matthews will draw a penalty tonight. I think it'll happen. There is, I don't believe there is a bet for penalties drawn, a prop bet on Bet Online. But if there was, I would hammer it. Um, all right, that is going to do it here today for me on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on These podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Maple Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We're going to recap the Leafs game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Once again, you can watch that tonight. Uh, puck drop at 7 o'clock. Watch it on TSN 4. Listen on the Fan 590. Uh, until tomorrow, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.